Welcome once more to Real Presence Radio. We are we are here today with Monsignor Michael Wooster, who is the pastor of Spearfish, um, St. Joseph's, and uh, Belfouche, St. Paul's, and he is also, of course, then therefore the pastor and chaplain of the Newman Center, which we are enjoying this morning. So, Monsignor, it's good to have you with us. Good morning, Father Mike, and good morning to all the listeners today. Yeah, it's it's good to be here together. It's a beautiful day um, in a in a beautiful city and and a beautiful facility. Uh, this is this place is great. I I have never been here, so it's it's fun to be able to come and be be here. Your chapel is sensational. Oh, it turned out beautiful. Yeah, it's really really, really wonderful. Yeah, so, thank you. We are in our straight talk segment, um, which will uh, take us up to the um, to, to the uh, top of the hour, and um, oh, there's the sound. There it is. That's the sound that indicates to us that we're in straight talk, and uh, Monsignor Wooster is here to join us. Um, if you have a question or a comment or a concern, you can call eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. 877-795-0122. If you are interested in asking Monsignor a question, offering a, a comment, or um, expressing any kind of concern, this is wide open. It's whatever it is you want uh, to share with us, whatever you want to talk about. Um, we're glad to have you with us. Um, so please, you can you can um, uh, send it. You can call into the studio with the number we gave eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. You can also use um, a Facebook. Um, I, I believe they can. Karen, they can also use the app if they want. Or is it? I? I'm not sure. That's a great question. Well, we will check that out. Anyway, we you certainly have the opportunity and the option um, of different ways to uh, con- connect with us. So, um, Monsignor, it's good to have you here with us. Um, maybe we could start in, while we're waiting for the calls to come in and talk just a little bit about how the, the Newman Center has been here how long now? Uh, we broke ground on the new Newman Center back in March of uh, 2017 and then we opened up the doors in August of 2018. Okay. Uh, so we are this fall just beginning our second year uh, for the new Newman Center at Black Hill State University. And how's it going? I mean, can you talk about the benefits or the blessings of having this facility here? Oh, it, it's unbelievable. As uh, some of our listeners know, because we've been on the air about this, you know, over the last three years or so. And uh, we used to have a small building uh, on the campus of our Perry St. Joseph. Um, could have about maybe 15 to 18 people in the dining room and maybe another 20, maybe 20 people in our small converted chapel. And being a mile off of campus made it really difficult for students to take advantage of the programs and things we were offering. So here we are right at the edge of Black Hill State University. Um, and just the location, as they always say, location, location, location makes all the difference in the world. And plus, we had the great privilege and joy of inviting Focus Missionary and the Focus Organization onto campus uh, the very uh, August we opened up in 2018. And of course, their presence makes, uh, makes a wonderful difference as well. Wonderful. That's great to hear. Um, uh, I mean, it sounds like wonderful things are happening, and I know they also have the Focus Missionaries down in Rapid City now, so I think that's those, those, that is a great blessing. So, yes, indeed. Um, we have Paul from Rochester on the line. Um, uh, Paul, um, are you there with us? I am here, yes. 
Hi, Paul. It's good to have you with us. Uh, Father Mike Malloy here and Monsignor Wooster. Um, it says you want to talk about um, St. Faustina and the movie coming to Rochester and to Fargo. Can you give us a brief a little bit, and then if there's a question that goes along with that? Not so much a question. I'm just uh, putting it out there for people who may not know about it, that the movie of St. Faustina, which is called Love and Mercy, is going to be showing in Rochester, Minnesota, at the Marcus Theaters on Monday, the 28th, showing at 4 o'clock and 7 o'clock. And uh, I have seen, uh, personally, I have seen the trailer of it. And uh, it, in my opinion, it's just going to be a, a wonderful movie to show God's love for us, but through uh, St. Faustina. Wonderful. Well, we appreciate you calling in to let people know that. Um, and uh, you know, we'll certainly encourage people, in, at least in those two cities and any place else that might be close by, to, to make take the opportunity to come and do that. So thanks, Paul, for calling. Absolutely. God bless you. Have a good day. You bet. Um, um, you know, as, as he was talking about Faustina, um, Monsignor, I was thinking, you know, that that's a... Um, that's a saint that really is within our own lifetime, not in the, not in terms of her life, but in the in the rise of the devotion that she um, engendered and, and brought about, um, th- um, and then of course through the promotion that Saint Paul, or excuse me, that Pope John Paul the Second, um, you know, lent to that whole effort. So, um, do you? Is there, in your experience of people in your parishes, is that a devotion that um, resonates with people here in, in, the, in your parishes in Spearfish and St. Paul? Oh, yes, yeah, certainly. The Divine Mercy Chaplet, uh, the power of that, uh, the theology of it, the devotion of it, you know, being reminded in all circumstances of our life uh, that Christ in his great goodness surrounds us with divine mercy. I mean, what a tremendous gift. Yes, many of our parishioners here and in St. Paul and, and even our students here at the Newman Center are uh, extremely familiar with that story, uh, familiar with that devotion. And in our time, you know, with all the things happening in the world around us, you know, to invoke the mercy of Jesus in our lives, whatever our personal circumstance might be, whatever uh, social situations we might find ourselves the world in, uh, it's such a wonderful and powerful devotion. Yeah. I, I would very much agree with that. Uh, um, you're listening to Monsignor Michael Wooster, and I'm Father Mike Malloy, and we're here in our, the Straight Talk segment of our of our show. Again, you can call eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two, or you can ask us a question on Facebook. We would encourage you to call in to um, share with us a, a questions, comments, concerns, whatever it is. Um, uh, and we were just talking briefly a little bit about uh, St. Faustina and the um, Divine Mercy uh, uh, Chaplet, uh, or excuse me, the Divine Mercy Devotion. And uh, as you were talking about, you know, I was thinking, I have a brother-in-law who joined the Catholic Church many years ago, and um, when they travel, they pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet. And in part, as my as my, my sister is related to me, as, my, as they get a little bit older and a little bit less uh, comfortable, if you will, <clears throat> about... Um, being distracted and driving, they find it to be a, a very meaningful and simple way for them to pray. A great example of 
of uh, how that devotion has touched people's lives in so many different ways. So, oh, yes. And if I, I may add, you know, that idea, and of course, there's lots of folks I know that have one of the sung versions of the Divine Mercy Chapel, Chaplain, and, and they use that as they travel and just placing that on your, uh, through the radio or what have you, uh, you can pray right along with it, and uh, it's just a wonderful thing. I also might add that... Um, uh, in our CARES ministry, um, that's kind of a term, a name we have for ministry to the nursing homes, to the senior citizens, to the homebound, uh, to the death and dying, hospi- spiritual hospice care. Uh, Divine Mercy Chapel is one of the core pieces of prayer that we mm-hmm. use with people in that situation. And, and I think it brings a lot of hope, a lot of peace, a lot of comfort to those folks. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. We have a question from Blaze. Um, um, Blaze wants to know... Um, Oh, Blaze, you're on the phone, aren't you? Not on the phone. He's not on the phone. Okay, good. All right, Blaze um, wants to know, does the church have an official stance on different instruments that can be used during Mass, especially stringed instruments? Hey, Father Mike. (laughs) You're director of liturgy for the Diocese of Rapid City. I mean, shoot. You think I'm going to walk into that and... you and I sitting here together, I'm going to defer that one to you, big guy. Well, I, you know, I think, I, I, you know, I've known you for a long time, Michael, and I yes, actually indeed. think that you probably could answer it as well as I could. So, um, does the church well, I'm, have... a, I'm a guitar guy. Yes, you are. I'm a guitar guy. And of course, you know, you and I were in seminary together. You were, you were three years ahead of me uh, and, and so forth. So, but we had a few years together. And of course... Uh, you have you have a beautiful voice. You're a musician. You know you use that in your ministry over the years. Um, and of course, I'm a guitar guy. And of course, the St. Louis Jesuits. And oh yes. All, all those, all that contemporary music of the '70s. You know, which is we've gone beyond that a bit. Uh, but yeah, so so I'll let you answer the question. But um, so I'm, I'm kind of biased to the use of guitar. <laughs> well, you know, so I will I will take a stab at this because, um, you know, the the Catholic Church teaches us um, that uh, that they 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 use this expression. They say the pride of place belongs to an organ in uh, Catholic worship, and and part of that is the historical development of the church, and part of it is the the long the presence of organs in churches for many years, but. That we say that it has pride of place does not mean that other instruments um, cannot be used in the celebration of Mass. Um, in a lot of situations, um, organ playing is a rather specialized s- sort of skill, and there's a lot of places now, um, at least in our area here, where we don't have organs, or if we have them, we don't have people that know how to play them. And so we have a lot of piano music that's used in the context of the celebration of the Mass. And then, as, as Monsignor alluded to, uh, obviously, um, we have, over the, you know, the years, used um, string instruments, certainly um, all the various instruments, guitars, violins, violas, all those kinds of things. And, you know, I, I think the key with using any musical instrument in church is you want to pick music that is um, well-composed, and is expressive of what we believe and what we uh, what we're attempting to do, which is offer praise and worship to God, um, to express and celebrate our faith. And so, when people have those principles in place, the kind of instrument they use um, to help them to celebrate Mass uh, can be varied and wide. And it, again, we say pride of place to organ, but. In a lot of situations, that's not possible. And I've been in a lot of situations where I've been very grateful that we have somebody playing a guitar because it adds much to the music, you know. Yes. 
So. Well, and I, you know, the practical application of that, you know, as we say, uh, you know, application of liturgical theology. Um, one of the one of the things I've always tried to do, and, and the diocese of Rap City, you know, is, is a very wonderful diocese, interesting place. You know, we have uh, the small parishes on the prairie. We have our Native American people, you know, on the reservations, and then we have the Black Hills with our larger parishes. And one of the practical things about that is it's 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 always wise uh, to do what you can do at the parish level. Um, you know, you may not have a pianist, and so so maybe you do have a guitarist, or you have someone that can do some other kind of instrument. So it, it's rather than trying to hit some ideal that's not available right now for the uh, ability of a given parish, you know, you yeah. take your best talent and you put it to use, and you do your best job to enhance the liturgy with the gift of, of sacred music. Yes, I, I agree 100. percent I've been, I've set, celebrated mass a few times in the little parish we have in our diocese called Red Owl, and they have yeah. a guitar player, uh, actually two. And great music. I mean, in, in the parish sings and they participate. And if you're, you know, if the goal is to offer praise and worship to God, and that's going to help you to do it, by all means, use that. So do it. The other thing I, I've been on the reservations, um, you know, celebrating mass, and they they use drums there mm-hmm. in various ways. And again, I think um, a, a, a beautiful way to enhance the celebration of the mass. And I very much appreciate what you said, Michael. You know, you do the best you can. Exactly. You know, you you don't want to you don't want to get yourself in a situation where you can't provide any music at all because Correct. it isn't supposedly the right kind. So, so Blaze, we thank you for that question. Um, again, if you have a question, um, 877-795-0122, 877-795-0122. We'd encourage you to call in or, or to go to Facebook. Um, you get the Facebook page for uh, Real Presence Radio and offer a question or some sort of comment or anything that you'd like to know about in terms of our faith. Um, this is always the opportunity to say, well, I've always wondered about, you know, and please don't sit there and think, well, that's not a very important question or that doesn't make any sense or, you know, um, any question is, if, if it's a question you have, is a question worth asking. So we would encourage you to, to continue to do that. So. Um, Monsignor, let's go back a little bit and talk about the Newman Center in terms of how sure. many um, how many students would you say utilize this new facility on, kind of on an average or you know, do you have some kind of way of tracking that? Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a layered question uh, because we, ha- we kind of have a, a small core group at the center. Uh, and by the way, I'm very proud of our students because... Um, you know, we have students living in the house, living in the building and so forth, who are responsible for maintenance and cleaning. And then and then we have uh, our student leadership organized in such a way that they're taking care of all the elements of sacred liturgy. They're sacristans or ushers or Eucharistic ministers or lectors. Mm. Um, and, and really and truly, you know, we only use a little bit of music help from uh, St. Joseph's Parish, but, but, the, but the college students are really doing it. So I'm very proud. So we, we have a core group of leadership, maybe about 15, 18, 20 students. Um, and then it goes out from there. And, and then, of course, those that take advantage of our uh, three masses we offer each week and our holy hour, you know, can be anywhere from, you know, 30 to 50, you know, and sometimes plus into that. And then, of course, with the social activities, that draws in another layer. Mm-hmm. And like, for example, last spring, we had um, a spring, spring fling uh, dance and celebration. I think we had 120 
wow. of, the, of the students uh, that came for that grade. So it kind of depends on what event and what we're talking about. But Wonderful. Yeah. Sounds great. And I noticed when I walked in the chapel, I noticed you have the, the pews, of course, and then you have chairs on the side. And yes. so I'm thinking, okay, there's more people than we have space for them to sit. Is that what that's for? Or is yeah, yes. And, but part of that is, uh, and I think they have the same situation at the Newman Center at the School of Mines and Technology in Rapid City. Uh, we have a lot of, uh, whether they're faculty members, uh, older adults, uh, some parishioners that come, they love the environment of the Newman Center. They kind of love the character and the style of the way we celebrate liturgy and so forth. And so, um, you know, we can, we can hold uh, in the chapel, we can hold up to about 150 to 175 people. So, so the chapel's filled on the weekend, but uh, some of those folks, of course, are, are older adults coming from the campus yeah. or coming from the parish itself. Okay. Uh, yeah, and you're right. The same thing has happen, happens down at Rap City. I was, uh, Monsignor and I share a, a common bond in that we both were the pastors of the parishes when the Newman Centers were built. Uh, there's a Newman Center down at uh, Rapid City at the School of Mines, and that's relatively new as well. So, and it's it's a great gift to see um, to see them the the uh, growth um, compared to like you said in your earlier days of having the the house next to the rectory and mm-hmm. this relatively confined space distance from you know you, now you're right on the edge of the campus and makes a huge difference. Yes. I, do we have time to kind of offer a few more comments about the Newman Center? Sure. Or? Absolutely. You know, um, you know, we try not to be in the numbers game, right? Mm-hmm. You know, every every soul has eternal value. Uh, but, you know, the numbers game is kind of helpful. And so uh, one of the cool things that's grown just in, in being open here for a year is that we now have 10 Bible studies going on. And what's even more awesome is that four of those Bible studies are led by the student leadership themselves. So the missionaries, the focus missionaries, have, have six. But, but now, last year, they begin to form the best leadership among the student body. And now the student leaders are also taking over and forming other students with, with Bible studies. Another great commentary on kind of the power of the spiritual activity is that we have uh, this fall five college students in RCIA. Wow, that that's that really that's big. Yeah, that really tells you what's going on. And like I say, we've only been open for a year. We're just beginning our second year. So uh, those are exciting things for us. Um, and yeah, just thrilled with kind of the level of activity spiritually going on. That, that's exciting. That's that's amazing. That's like there's a sense of wow because you know so often I think we think of our college students as being heading the other direction you know they don't yeah. go to church they don't get involved and here you're expressing here's here's people that are alive in their faith young people it's a, it's a great sense of of hope and future for uh, for our church and obviously college students don't all live in rap spearfish so wherever they come from they're they're taking that back they're expanding and sharing um you know, and you're right, news. Father Mike. I mean, then that's it because of these five students who are coming in the church during this Easter season. Uh, they are. They're from various territories, uh, towns, communities, you know, away from Spearfish. So that's the power of a Newman Center and the power of the Focus Missionary Organization where they're forming these young people to go back and be spiritual leaders in their home communities. Yeah. No, that, that that's wonderful. We're at in straight talk. I'm, I'm Monsignor Michael Wooster. Just heard him speaking. I'm Father Mike Malloy, and here with Karen Gibis. We're all together at the Newman Center at um, in Spearfish. Um, and if you want to call in for a question, eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two, 
877 is the number that you can call or you can uh, get reach us uh, through Facebook either way. So uh, we'd encourage you to, to call in and uh, ask your questions. Um, we have another uh, call from, uh, uh, it says in Luke 6, excuse me, 16.10, it says, whoever can be trusted in uh, very small things can be trusted with much. Does this relate to procrastination at all and needing to avoid procrastination? Interesting. So, Monsignor, what do you think about that? Luke 16.10, whoever can be trusted in very small things can be trusted with much. You know, uh, there's no doubt lots of uh, insights from that particular verse. You know, uh, it's very, very rich in its meaning. One of the first ideas that comes to my mind is, in a way, it's, it's the Lord's encouragement to us uh, to use the gifts that we have, whatever the resources we have, you know, time and talent, uh, material blessings, whatever it is. You know, whether that's large or whether that's small, um, you know, that the Lord invites us and calls us to use those well in whatever way, whatever way we can for the mission of the church. And then he suggests that part of the reward of the kingdom, and the kingdom is both in this world and yet to come, uh, that that will be multiplied by his blessing, that the one who becomes trustworthy with those small gifts you know, that the Lord will continue to give them more and multiply their efforts. And, you know, the you think of the image of the uh, the, the 40, the 60, the 100-fold yep. in response. So that would be one of my quick okay. quick insights. <clears throat> and let me, let me add to that. I think that's a great reflection. Let me add to that. So, you know, I think if I have something to give, we were talking this minute ago about playing a guitar, you know, and, and mass, and that, that's something that I can give, especially in a situation where there's that's what's available. And if someone if someone um, hesitates, they have that gift or talent, or someone has something else that they can do, and they do in fact have a difficulty with responding, you know, procrastinating. Um, you know, I think this gospel verse would say, no, you really need to step up to the plate and mm -hmm. use the gifts you have, no matter how small they are. Okay. <clears throat> you need to do it in a, in a timely and in, in a, an important way so that you can, um, as you said, receive those, the additional blessings that the Lord wants to give and and also be of benefit and blessing for the community that you're a part of or serve. So, yeah, I think you can tie it to procrastination, but I certainly like what you said about what it, the larger context. Yeah, can I give a little example of that? Sure. You know, uh, so... Like, again, I mentioned that I do guitar. I've played guitar since I've been 12, 13 years old. And and uh, so one of our parishioners here, young parishioner, when uh, she was in middle school, wanted to learn guitar. And so I said, well, I can get you started on guitar and use my experience and background in that to help her get started. Well, she took that, and then all of a sudden, the next thing she wants to do is to be a cantor in church, hmm. you know, and, and, and begins to put that gift in service to the local community and wow. and you know that may have happened anyway but but i know that uh you know helping her get started in that particular area of music translated into this wonderful gift and she's still doing that for us today and it's amazing because it's like so she thinks she has a little gift and she uh -huh. does and, and because she's willing to give it and because she doesn't hesitate she says yeah i can do this 
then it it, yeah. it multiplies for her multiplies. and for everybody else. That's and for us, yeah. That's a that's a great story. So, um, again, um, we're we're we got a few minutes left, and actually quite a few minutes left. Ten minutes. A lot can happen on the radio in ten minutes, right, you Karen? Have, you have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, if you have a cu- question, eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Um, we're here talking with Monsignor Wooster, who is the pastor of um, uh, St. Joseph's in Spearfish, St. Paul's in Belfouche, and is also, of course, then the pastor of the Newman Center, this new facility we're in. So if you have a question or a comment, a concern, um, please give us a call. We've got plenty of time left for you to do that. Or you can go to Facebook and leave a question there, and then they'll get it to us um, here in Rapid City to answer. So... Um, it, are there any things that have surprised you? I mean, you mentioned it with the Newman Center that you know you've got students who are stepping up to the plate and actually being leaders in terms of Bible study and joining the church. Um, is there anything about the ministry that um, has happened since the buildings here that maybe has been a surprise or a, an added blessing that you're that you maybe weren't expecting or didn't even think about when you were? Um, you know, building this and anticipating having this facility here? Um, that's, a, that's a good question. I'd have to ponder that a little bit. Um, I mentioned, of course, one of the good news stories about, you know, the five students are entering into formation into the Catholic faith. Uh, what's a, I, I believe that that would happen, um, but I was surprised that, you know, it came so quickly and with that kind of a number, I mean, five five college students, that's just an amazing kind of thing. So it, it wasn't that it happened, it was kind of how quickly it happened, quick. how it yeah. came. So I, and I say that would be kind of the overarching insight on that, 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 that the multiplication of, of the spiritual gifts have come quicker than I even hoped to yeah. imagine. That, that, I guess that's how I'd answer that. Do you think, uh, you mentioned the fact that there are, of course, um, non uh, college students who come here for mass and stuff. Um, do you see a blessing and and a gift um, of this facility and this community kind of really coming together in terms of your larger parish community? Oh, that's that's a wonderful question. I, I appreciate that a lot. Um, it is, you know. I mean, it, it took us a while. It took us five years, you know, to put the campaign together and make the campaign successful so that we could have this beautiful uh, building here at the campus. Um, but it, it's kind of excited our parishioners at St. Joseph's, also up in St. St. Paul, um, and also I'd add Mary Star of the Sea. A little shout out to uh, my former parishioners up in Newell, South Dakota. They helped with this too. Um, and I, I think the parishioners are proud of it. You know, uh, there was a lot of skepticism as to whether it could be done, uh, but I think they're proud of it now. And then I'll make another connection too. Uh, I know. One of the topics we're interested in these days is faith formation and keeping our youth involved in their faith. And so we also took the old little building that we had at the campus of St. Joseph, the old Newman Center, and then last year we also turned that into a preschool program. And, uh, you know, so that helps us to have a formation from all the way to preschool, now all the way to college, and that's exciting. That's beautiful. Yeah. And that's a great use of the of the, of of the, the building. building. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. a great transition. I think our people are seeing that. They're yeah, they're encouraged, and, and that translates into wonderful things at the parish level too. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I think that the same similar things have happened up up in uh, or down in Rapid City in terms of the 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 growth of that community. And as you said, the focus missionaries have done a great. They're they're awesome. a great gift. To, awesome job. Um, 
you know to this whole thing when i when I was down there as a pastor and building the Newman Center um we always thought about getting the focus missionaries there and and I'm glad that you and Father Brian Christensen who's at a cathedral have been able to bring that about and um realize that so in terms of um ministering to the college students so um Anything else that's on your mind as we get to the end of our freight talk that uh, uh, interests you or things, you know, what's going on here in Spearfish and in, in Belfouche in the parishes? Or is there anything kind of new and exciting that would be good to share with the people? Well, um, actually, I'm going to turn that question around on everything and say, how are you doing, Father Mike? You're, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're kind of the administrator of the diocese now as we kind of uh, wait for a new bishop. Yeah. And by the way, you know, I don't know this will fit into any in- input we give to the pronuncio in Washington, D.C., but, <laughs> you know, I'm kind of wondering if the new bishop's going to ride motorcycle because, you know, we, uh, as, as your listeners know, we kind of build a fundraising event around the bishop riding the motorcycle, the bishop's ride and rally here in Spearfish, South Dakota. We just had our fifth one, the last one with him last July. And so I don't know if I'm going to bring him back as a celebrity or we're going to find a bishop that's willing to learn how to ride if he doesn't know how to ride. But anyway, so... That might have to be a prerequisite. Am I, <laughs> you know, maybe the canon law doesn't talk about that, but, you know, uh, I, I will, we could uh, do it in addendum. Yeah, we could. Uh, we'll, we'll make sure we get right on the phone and call the nuncio and say, by the way, <laughs> we forgot this one piece. <laughs> so, yeah. um, and of course, uh, you know, since to answer your question, I, I think uh, I'm, I'm enjoying what I'm doing. It's been a great challenge. It's been interesting. We talked about it earlier in the show. Just uh, um, that it's really been a. There's been a lot of blessings, and I've I've enjoyed doing it. There's no question about it, and we'll continue. Um, one of the things that I ha- didn't mention to Karen, and now that you mention it, Monsignor brings up to me. You know, I've I've been now to the bishops' hunt, and I've been to the bishops' golf tournament. <laughs> I don't play golf, and I don't hunt, <laughs> and unfortunately, probably I don't ride a motorcycle. But if I can go and and uh, be on a golf course for an afternoon, and if I can go down and walk the fields for hunting, I could at least ride behind somebody on, on yeah. <laughs> for the for the uh, motorcycle rally uh, when it comes around. Uh, that's in the fall, right? I, it's it's in, well no actually it's in June but oh, okay but we can put you in a sidecar there you there go. you go yeah oh. I, I would just sidecar that's a great photo op yeah, with, right there with the Dossison yeah. flag and the papal flag right <laughs> on behind oh us. that's beautiful yeah. um, no I it's it, it's been interesting and in, and in, in, in you know in all aside from those those interesting and fun ev- events um, I was telling Karen and it's worth repeating you know in the last few minutes of this straight talk segment that I don't think any of us appreciate. Um, what a bishop does. I, I, you would, Monsignor, because you had a, a turn at this um, years ago when, when Bishop Chaput left and before we got Bishop Supich. But I think um, for people listening to us, you know, it's like, well, what does the bishop do all day? And when you begin to appreciate the scope of, of the activities and the responsibilities that it has, um, it's made me want, and, and in fact, I do pray much more for our bishops than I ever did, you know, just yes. to, because it's a, it's a, they carry an, a, a big load, and I and I would not say that I'm carrying that kind of load because I'm not in that driver's seat where um, you know I'm setting vision and direction and, and working with people in, in the way that a bishop does. But the little bit that I've done has given me a great appreciation for that. Yes, yes, it's not quite the same, but it gives a lot of insight into what that responsibility is, and it is 
heavy and yeah. critical. Yeah, so we're very grateful for that. Well, we're getting right to the end of our um, Straight Talk segment. Monsignor, it's wonderful to have you here. We had Thank a couple you. of uh, good comments and good questions and got a chance to really talk about this beautiful facility. And boy, we encourage people, if you're living in this area, come and look at the Newman Center. Come and celebrate Mass with these students and, and learn how the faith is alive and well and growing um, amongst the young people here in this at this university. So Yeah, and maybe a quick shout out. It's kind of uh, self-serving in some sense, but ultimately serving the Lord but you know we're uh, also now in a continuing campaign mode because now yep. we have to kind of keep the facility going and keep the missionaries here so any of our alumni from Black Hill State uh, anyone who wants to help us let us know thank you Monsignor stay with us we'll be right back 